0: the promise of the Redeemer after the fall of man God made known to the angels his plan for the restoration of the human race I saw the throne of God I saw the most holy Trinity and a movement in the divine persons I saw the nine choirs of angels and God announcing to them the way by which he would restore the fallen race. I saw the inexpressible joy and jubilation of the angels at the announcement. I saw Adam's glittering rock of precious stones arise before the throne of God as if borne up by angels. It had steps cut in it. It increased in size. It became a throne, a tower, and it extended on all sides until it embraced all things. I saw the nine choirs of angels around it, and above the angels in heaven, I saw the image of the Virgin. It was not Mary in time, it was Mary in eternity, Mary in God. The Virgin entered the tower, which opened to receive her, and she appeared to become one with it. Then I saw issuing from the Most Holy Trinity an apparition, which, likewise, went into the tower. Among the angels, I noticed a kind of ostentatious ostensorium at which all were working it was in shape like a tower and on it were all kinds of mysterious carvings near it on either side stood two figures their joined hands embracing it at every instant it became larger and more magnificent I saw something from God passing through the angelic choirs and going into the ostensorium it was a shining holy thing and it became more clearly defined the nearer it drew to the ostensorium. It appeared to me to be the germ of the divine blessing for a pure offspring, which had been given to Adam, but withdrawn when he was on the point of hearkening to Eve and consenting to eat the forbidden fruit. It was the blessing that was again bestowed upon Abraham, withdrawn from Jacob, by Moses deposited in the Ark of the Covenant, and lastly received by shoachim father of mary an order that mary might be as pure and stainless in her conception as was eve upon coming forth from the side of the sleeping adam the ostensorium likewise went into the tower i saw too a chalice prepared by the angels it was of the same shape as that used at the last supper and it also went into the tower To the right of the tower i saw as if on the edge of a golden cloud grapevines and wheat intertwining like the fingers of clasped hands from them sprang a branch a whole genealogical tree upon whose boughs were little figures of males and females reaching hands to one another its highest blossom was the crib with the child then i saw in pictures the mystery of redemption from the promise down to the fullness of time and inside pictures i saw counteracting influences at work at last over the shining rock i saw a large and magnificent church It was the one holy catholic church which bears living in itself salvation of the whole world the connection of these pictures one with another and their transition from one to another was wonderful Even what was evil and opposed to the end in view, even what was rejected by the angels as unfit, was made subservient to the development of redemption. And so I saw the ancient temple rising from below. It was very large and like a church, but it had no tower. It was pushed to one side by the angels, and there it stood slanting. I saw a great mussel shell make its appearance and try to force its way into the old temple. But it, too, was hurried aside. I saw a pure broad, lopped-off tower, through those whose numerous gateways, figures like Abraham, and an Egyptian pyramid the children of Israel entered. It was significant of their bondage in Egypt. It was shoved aside, as well as another Egyptian tower and staircase form. The latter was symbolical of astrology and soothsaying, then appeared an Egyptian temple It was pushed aside like the others, and remained standing crooked. At last, I saw a vision on earth such as God had shown to Adam, viz., that a virgin would arise and restore to him the salvation he had forfeited. Adam knew not when it would take place, and I saw his deep sadness because Eve bore him only sons but at last she had a daughter. I saw Noah and his sacrifice at the time in which he received from God the blessing. Then I had visions of Abraham, of his blessing, and of the promise of a son Isaac. I saw the blessing descending from firstborn to firstborn and always transmitted with a sacramental action. I saw Moses on the night of Israel's departure from Egypt, getting possession of the mystery, the holy thing, of which none other knew save Aaron I saw it afterwards in the ark of the covenant only the high priests and certain saints by revelation from god had any knowledge of it I saw the transmitting of this mystery through the ancestry of Jesus Christ down to Joachim and Anne the purest and holiest couple that ever existed and from whom was born Mary the spotless virgin And then i saw mary becoming the living ark of god's covenant three adam and eve driven from paradise after some time i saw adam and eve wandering about in great distress they were no longer beaming with light and they went about one here the other there as of seeking something they had lost they were ashamed of each other every step they took led them downward as if the ground gave way beneath their feet. They carried gloom wherever they went. The plants lost their bright colors and turned gray, and the animals fled before them. They sought large leaves and wove them into a cincture for their loins. They always wandered about separate. After they had thus fled for a considerable time, the region of refulgent light, whence they had come, began to look like the summit of a distant mountain. Among the bushes of a gloomy looking plain, they hid themselves but apart. Then a voice from above called them, but they would not obey the call. They were frightened, they fled still further and hid still deeper among the bushes. It made me sad to see that. But the voice became more imperative, and in spite of their desire to flee and hide, they were compelled to come forth. The majestic figure, shining with light, again appeared adam and eve with bowed head stopped stepped from their hiding places but they dared not look upon their lord they glanced at each other and both acknowledged their guilt now god pointed out to them a plain still lower than the one on which they stood on it were bushes and trees on reaching it they became humble and for the first time rightly understood their miserable condition I saw them praying when left there alone. They separated, fell on their knees, and raised up their hands with tears and cries. I thought as I gazed upon them how good it is to be alone in prayer. Adam and Eve were at this time clothed in a garment that reached from the shoulders to the knee, and which was girded at the waist by a strip of the inner bark of a tree. While our first parents were descending lower and lower from the place of their creation, paradise itself appeared like a cloud to be mounting higher and higher above them then a fiery ring like the circle sometimes seen around the Sun and moon came down from heaven and settled around the height upon which was paradise Adam and Eve had been only one day in paradise I now see paradise far far off like a strip of land directly under the point of sunrise when the sun rises It mounts up from the right of that strip of land, which lies east of the Prophet Mountain, and just where the sun rises. It looks to me like an egg hanging over indescribably clear water, which separates it from the earth. The Prophet Mountain is, as it were, a promontory rising up through that water. On that mountain, one sees extraordinarily verdant regions, broken here and there by deep abysses and ravines full of water. I have indeed seen people climbing up the prophet mountain but they did not go far i saw adam and eve reach the earth their place of penance oh what a touching sight those two creatures expiating their fault upon the naked earth adam had been allowed to bring an olive branch with him from paradise and now he planted it later on the cross was made from its wood adam and eve were unspeakably sad where i saw them they could scarcely get a glimpse of paradise and they were constantly descending lower and lower it seemed as if something revolved and they came at last through night and darkness to the wretched miserable place upon which they had to do penance four the family of adam it was to the region of mount olivet that i saw adam and eve come The country was very different from what it was at present, but I was assured that it was the same. I saw Adam and Eve living and doing penance on that part of Mount Olivet, upon which Jesus sweat blood. They cultivated the soil. I saw them surrounded by sons. They were in great distress, and they implored God to bestow upon them a daughter, for they had received the promise that the woman's seed should crush the serpent's head. Eve bore children at stated intervals. After each birth, a number of years was always devoted to penance. It was after seven years of penance that Seth, the child of promise, was born of Eve in the grotto of the crib, where also an angel announced to Eve that Seth was the seed given her by God in the place of Abel. For a long time Seth was concealed in that grotto, likewise in the cave in which Abraham was afterwards suckled. For brothers, like those of Joseph, sought his life. Once I saw about twelve people, Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, two sisters, and some young children. All were clothed in skins thrown over their shoulders, like a scapular, and girded at the waist. Female dress was large, and full around the breast where it served as a pocket. It fell down around the limbs, and was fastened at the sides and once under the arm. The men wore shorter dresses which had a pocket fastened to them the skins from which their dresses were made were from the neck to the elbow exceedingly fine and white they all looked very noble and beautiful in their clothing they had huts in those days partly sunk in the earth and covered with plants their household was quite well arranged i saw orchards of low but tolerably vigorous fruit trees There was grain also, such as wheat, which God had given to Adam for seed. I do not remember having seen either grapevines or wheat in paradise. None of the productions of paradise had to be prepared for eating. Such preparation is a consequence of sin, and therefore a symbol of labor and suffering. God gave to Adam whatever was necessary for him to sow. I remember having seen men who looked like angels taking something to Noah when he went into the ark. It appeared to me to be a vine branch stuck in an apple. A certain kind of grain grew wild at that time, and among it, Adam had to sow the good wheat. That improved it for a while, but it again degenerated and became worse and worse. The wild grain was excellent in those early times. It was most luxuriant further to the east, in India or China, as yet there were but few inhabitants it does not thrive where wine is largely made and fish abound the milk of animals was drunk in those days and they likewise ate cheese dried in the sun among the animals i noticed sheep in particular all that adam had named followed him from paradise but afterward they fled from him he had to entice them back with food and that is the domestic animals And familiarize them to himself. I saw birds hopping about, little animals running around, all sorts of bounding creatures such as antelopes, deer, etc. The household order was quite patriarchal. I saw Adam's children in their separate huts, reclining around a stone at meals. I saw them also praying and giving thanks. God had taught Adam to offer sacrifice. He was the priest in his family. Cain and Abel also were priests. I saw that even the preparations for their sacrifice took place in a separate hut. On the head they wore caps made of leaves and their stalks woven together. They were shaped like a ship and had a rim in front by which they could be raised from the head. Those first human beings had beautiful skin of a yellowish tinge, which shone like silk, and their hair was reddish-yellow like gold. Adam wore his hair long, his beard was short at first, but later he let it grow. Eve at first wore her long hair hanging around her, but later on she wound it around her head like a coil, in a coil like a cap. Fire I always saw like a hidden flame, and it appeared to be in the earth. It was given to man from heaven, and God himself taught him the use of it. They burned for fuel a yellow substance that looked like earth. I saw no cooking going on. In the beginning the food was merely dried in the sun, and the wheat, after being crushed, was exposed under twisted covers to the heat of the sun to dry. God gave them wheat, barley, and rye, and taught them how to cultivate them. He guided man in all things. I saw no large rivers in the beginning, as for instance the Jordan but fountains sprang forth whose waters were conducted into reservoirs flesh meat was not eaten before Abel's death I once had a vision of Mount Calvary I saw in it a prophet the companion of Elias the mount was at that time full of caves and sepulchers prophet entered one of the caves and from a stone coffin filled with bones he took up the skull of Adam instantly an angel appeared before him saying that is adam's skull and he forbade its removal scattered over the skull was some thin yellow hair from the prophet's account of what had occurred the spot was renamed the place of skulls calvary christ's cross stood in a straight line above that skull at the time of his crucifixion i was interiorly instructed that the spot upon which the skull rests is the middle point of the earth i was told the distance east south and west in numbers but i have forgotten them 5. cain the children of god the giants i saw that cain conceived on mount olivet the design to murder abel After the deed, he wandered about the same spot frightened and distracted planting trees and tearing them up again. Then I saw a majestic figure in the form of a man refulgent with light appear to him. Cain, he said, where is thy brother Abel? Cain did not at first see the figure, but when he did, he turned and answered, I know not. He has not been given in charge to me. But when God replied that Abel's blood cried to him, from the earth. Cain grew more troubled, and I saw that he disputed long with God. God told him that he should be cursed upon the earth, that it should bring forth no fruits for him, and that he should forthwith flee from the land in which he then dwelt. Cain responded that everywhere his fellow men would seek to kill him. There were already many people upon the earth. Cain was very old and had children. Abel also left children and there were other brothers and sisters, the children of Adam. But God replied that it would not be so, that whoever should kill Cain should himself be punished sevenfold, and he placed a sign upon him that no one should slay him. Cain's posterity gradually became colored. Jam's children also were browner than those of Sem. The nobler races were always of a lighter color. They who were distinguished by a particular mark Gendered children of the same stamp, and as corruption increased, the mark also increased until at last it covered the whole body, and people became darker and darker. But yet, in the beginning, there were no people perfectly black, they became so only by degrees. God pointed out to Cain a region to which he should flee, and because Cain said, Then wilt thou let me starve? The earth was for him accursed. God answered, No that he should eat the flesh of animals. He told him likewise that a nation would arise from him, and that good also would come from him. Before this men ate no flesh. Cain went forth and built a city, which he named after his son Hedok. Abel was slain in the valley of Joseph, opposite Mount Calvary. Numerous murders and evil deeds took place there at a subsequent period. Cain slew Abel with a kind of club that he used to break soft stones and earth when planting in the fields. The club must have been of hard stone, for it was shaped like a pickaxe, the handle of wood. We must not picture to ourselves the earth before the deluge as it is now. Palestine was by no means so broken up by valleys and ravines. Plains were far more extensive, and single mountains less lofty. The mount of olives was at that time only a gentle rising the crib cave of bethlehem was as later a wild cavern but the surroundings were different the people of those early times were larger though not out of proportion we would regard them with astonishment but not with fright for they were far more beautiful in form than people of a later period among the old marble statues that i see in many places lying in subterranean caves may be found similar figures. Cain led his children and grandchildren to the region pointed out to him, and there they separated. Of Cain himself, I have never seen anything more that was sinful. His punishment appeared to consist in hard but fruitless labor. Nothing in which he was personally engaged succeeded. I saw that he was mocked and reviled by his children and grandchildren, treated badly in every way. And yet they followed him as their leader, though as one accursed. I saw that Cain was severely punished, but not damned. One of Cain's descendants was Thubalcain, the originator of numerous arts, and the father of the giants. I have frequently seen that when the angels fell, a certain number had a moment of repentance and did not, in consequence fall as low as the others. Later on. These fallen spirits took up their abode on a high, desolate, and wholly inaccessible mountain, whose site at the time of the deluge became a sea, the Black Sea, I think. They were permitted to exercise their evil influence upon men in proportion as the latter strayed further from God. After the deluge, they disappeared from that region and were confined to the air. They will not be cast into hell before the last day i saw cain's descendants becoming more and more godless and sensual they settled further and further up that mountain ridge where were the fallen spirits those spirits took possession of many of the women ruled them completely and taught them all sorts of seductive arts their children were very large they possessed a quickness an aptitude for everything and they gave themselves up entirely to the wicked spirits as their instruments And so arose on this mountain, and spread far around, a wicked race, which by violence and seduction sought to entangle Seth's posterity, likewise in their own corrupt ways. Then God declared to Noah his intention to send the deluge during the building of the ark. Noah had to suffer terribly from those people. I have seen many things connected with the race of giants. They could with ease carry enormous stones high up the mountain. They could accomplish the most stupendous feats. They could walk straight up trees and walls just as I have seen others possessed by the devil doing. They could effect the most wonderful things. They could do whatever they wished. But all was pure jugglery and delusion due to the agency of the demon. It is for that reason that I have such horror of every species of jugglery and fortune-telling. These people could form all kinds of images out of stone and metal, but of the knowledge of God they had no longer a trace. They sought their gods and the creatures around them. I have seen them scratch up a stone, form it into an extravagant image, and then adore it. They worshipped also a frightful animal and all kinds of ignoble things. They knew all things. They could see all things. They were skilled in the preparing of poisons. They practiced sorcery and every species of wickedness. The women invented music. I saw them going around among the better tribes, trying to dis- seduce them to their own abominations. They had no dwelling houses, no cities, but they raised massive round towers of shining stone. Under those towers were little structures, leading into great caverns where they carried on their horrible wickedness. From the roofs of these structures, the surrounding country could be seen and by mounting up into the towers and looking through tubes one could see far into the distance but it was not like looking through tubes made to bring distant objects into view power of the tubes to which i here allude was affected by satanic agency they that looked through them could see where the other tribes were settled then they marched against them overcame them and lawlessly carried all before them That same spirit of lawlessness they exercised everywhere. I saw them sacrificing children by burying them alive in the earth. God overthrew that mountain at the time of the deluge. Henoch, Noah's ancestor, opposed that wicked race by his teachings. He wrote much. Henoch was a very good man and one very grateful to God. Many parts of the open fields he raised altars of stone, and there the fruits of the earth flourished. He gave thanks to God and offered sacrifice to Him. Chiefly in his family was religion preserved and handed down to Noah. Hanok was taken up to Paradise. There he waits at the entrance gate, whence with another he will come again before the last day. Cham's descendants likewise had similar relations with the evil spirits after the deluge, and from such connections sprang so many demoniacs and necromancers, so many mighty ones of the world. So many great, wild, daring men. Semiramis herself was the offspring of demoniacs. Consequently, she was apt at everything save the working out of her salvation. Later on, there arose another people, esteemed as gods by the heathens. The women that first allowed themselves to be ruled by evil spirits were fully conscious of the fact, though others were ignorant of it. These women had it in them like flesh and blood like Original Sin.